Welcome to From the Ground Up, insights into crop production productivity from Salford's agronomy expert, Jim Boak. Good morning. Today is Monday, January 9th, and you are listening to From the Ground Up. Today is part two of our tillage episode with Bob Featheringhill of Attica, Ohio. So you talked about your airway and your side dress and your cover crops. Is there any other uh, techniques that you've been practicing? No, we just do a, a tremendous amount of tissue testing and whatever the plant's calling for when the, when the sprayer runs, even sometimes if the sprayer isn't going to run and, and the plant is in the need of something, we'll make that application out there because it's like feeding a baby. you got, you got to keep the nutrition there and not every day of the week. It's where it needs to be. So we do a lot of tissue testing and, and then address it. In most cases, you know, we've been at it long enough now that uh, tissue tests are not requiring a whole lot of being addressed. But every once in a while, we'll run into a situation where we need to go out there and spoon feed it a little bit of something. We try to look at the economics of it. If it's not going to pay the bills, I mean, if it's just a matter of exchanging dollars, we won't do it. Bob, I want to circle back to the weather question again and, and the drought, because I know you guys came through a pretty severe drought in July this year. You know, in addition to being able to absorb the water and prevent it from running off, do you feel that you're also retaining that water? And are your practices improving soil health and increasing soil organic matter to protect you in the drought as well? Yeah, that's that's very true. You know, it, it is. We're uh, we're protecting ourselves by getting that water into the soil. Most of our soil is well drained. We've we've tile drained about everything. That helps with air uh, water ratio also. There's been years where we dried out in the spring. Most of the time, it's the other way in the spring here. But we dried out, and we felt that where we've had the airway run and the capillary water has actually sprouted in and uh, grown there. you got the crop emerged for us. And if you, if you got compaction, you don't have capillary action. I mean, it, it just, you have to take the lid off of it so this water can move up from the subsoil. And we see a lot of mornings you go out and, and the soil looks damp on top, and by noon it's dried off, you know, and you can kick dust. But it's all part of a very important, um, it's a systems approach, and that's, this is a system we selected and like I say, tried to help the neighbors, and, and uh, from what limited knowledge I have got on, on soils and things, but we're having a lot of success in this area with what we're doing. When you talk about weather patterns and things, yeah, we're kind of in a unique place here. We're just far enough off of the lake, south of the lake, that a lot of times in the spring of the year, I'll stand on my porch and look out, and it, we're cloudy to the north, we're cloudy overhead, and I can look south, and we can see the sun line, and it, it, it's a matter of, it's only about five, six miles south of us. So they'll be in the fields a lot of times, four or five days ahead of us uh, just due to that. And then we're on a ridge down through here. And the spring of the year, we seem to get water. In the summer, we dry up. This year, we basically had no rain in July in the first two weeks of August. And then we started to get in range. We were very wet. We never started planting corn on Memorial Day. Uh, there was very limited amount of corn went in. Some of the, I call them mudders, and I probably shouldn't call them that, but they, they got a few crops in. But we were unable to roll until about Memorial Day and had to do a tremendous amount of work there in a week, week and a half's time. 
then, like I say, June was normal, and, and July went the other way. On so I don't know if you need to talk about yields or anything, but we ended up with about a 51 bushel average on soybeans. And, you know, our goal is to raise 200 bushel of corn all the time on this yellow clay soil, which is a task in itself. And this year we came in in the mid-170s on, on corn without any rain for basically six weeks. There's something that's working for us, and uh, we're not looking to change the system very much. We just want to try to improve on what we've been doing for 20-some years now. So you mentioned other people have bought some airways after seeing your success. Are there any producers following your lead with your practices and the way that you've maintained your soil beyond the airway? Yeah, there, there's there's quite a few in this area. We've probably got one of the heavier populated areas four airways around this when I when I get to looking around and I've been all over the state of Ohio and talking to groups I you know I spoke at the National Hotel Conference but we always seem to draw a pretty good group from our area to the conservation meetings conservation tillage meetings all those type of meetings and in this area that I'm in uh, is pretty pro you know when it comes to uh, addressing things. Like I say, there's a lot of us that feel it would be great to have everything green all year round. It becomes a real management headache at times. When it's too wet, it's hard to get out there. We have not had real good success with aerial application. Uh, Yeah, we can get it out there somehow. You could fly an airplane, but like I say, we've tried that, and there's, I'd say close to 50% of the time, we're not having real good results with aerial application. And it all comes down to dollars and cents, and, and we like what we do. I know it takes extra bodies to to run some of this equipment, the green drills and things in the fall, but we do it. We've been playing with, I guess you call it aerial application off the top of an airway, with manure applicators and things, is mixing some uh, seed in with manure application and getting a pretty good stand of cover crops that way. We got. Uh, one neighbor here that started a couple years ago putting a little potash in whatever he needed and some um, rye. And he uses a small cocktail of, of different cover crops and he broadcast, mixes that in with the fertilizer and then he broadcasts it and he runs his airway over it. And man, he's got some excellent stands. The, the reddishes look great this fall. The rye looks good. He, it's just some peas out there and he, uh, it really looks good again. That's two years in a row now that he's done that, and uh, uh, he thinks it's the only way to do it right now. And we we hope maybe that uh, he's found something here. And I see, uh, you know, I, I think that Airway has a product there that we can put some uh, some bends on and and uh, do some broadcasting right off of the Airway and ahead of the Airway and, and run it through it and, and have. We're not burying the seed. We're just kicking a little residue over in a lot of cases and normally in the fall you've got moisture under residue you kick it around a little bit with the airway and and a rolling basket behind it and and you get one shower and and, uh, things turn green so i'm kind of excited about that and and i think you people have some uh, some application equipment that would work very well like i say the manure application with the airway it's just as we look at something here, I maybe ought to touch on that a little bit more. Uh, you know, we have a distributor system uh, on the, most of the airways that are putting manure on around here, but you can use splashboards 
And the, the great part of, of that is, uh, even with hog manure, we're seeing just in a matter of, of an hour or so, the odor is really, really reduced because of the way it ties up with the bacteria of the soil. And when you take, say you're putting on, let's just use 10,000 gallon per acre, and you're using four knives or five knives to put that on, that is a tremendous amount of concentration that's going in that area that maybe you're pulling the knife through it eight, eight inches deep. And with any earthworm holes or any soil cracking that we get some of the shallow clay soil, it can immediately go to uh, to the tile drains. And with the airway, we're, we're fracturing that profile all the way across every seven and a half inches. And we're broadcasting it basically over that that area and it it soaks in uh we just have seen a real reduction and very excited about the fact that we're just not getting it into the tile water because if it goes in the tile water it's not doing anyone any good uh it's the farmer's not getting the benefit of it uh and uh, lake area is so that's why i'm excited about the airway for manure application i noticed bob on on the tour that we took there a couple of weeks ago that a lot of the fellows had more than one airway. They, in fact, on the one farm, it was a larger farm, but they had they had four or five machines. Uh, is, is that pretty common? Is that typical? Yeah, it is. It seems like most of the farmers have. They started out with maybe a 15-foot airway, and, and now they're, you know, with all increase on horsepower and, and auto steer and all this good stuff that we got going on out here. Uh, a lot of them are keeping that 15-footer uh, just as a backup and, and putting 20, 25s, and 30s. We uh, know of a couple of neighbors that's actually got 40-foot airway. So they've got the horsepower to handle it. And, yeah, it's uh, it's not uncommon to go down the road and, and see places that have anywhere from two to four airways. And, and when they usually have four airways around or three or four, they normally got a row crop there to do some side dressing oil. So, uh, like I say, there's, we've learned to use them for a lot of different things. Uh, even pulling a drag line with them, uh, side dressing small corn. We've got one fellow that's put a row crop on the back of his tanker and goes out and side dresses with that. We've got other ones that's mixing in, in tankers that are running airways on the, within their hog operations mixing uh, cover crop seed right in uh, the end of July and August and getting some cover crop out that way. So we've developed a system here in our operation, and it even goes as far as the corn planter and what we do with the corn planter. Uh, air, air is so important to us that we use a, usually a three-colder setup on the corn planter, putting fertilizer a couple inches off and, and as deep as we can get it with the corn planter on each side of the row, yeah, it takes a little more time to plant corn, but the response we've seen from that is great. You know, there's been all kinds of studies where they leave the starter fertilizer out. One year it's a plus, and one year it's a minus, you know. So we've got a system, and we stick with it. And like I say, we're even trying to put some air in that soil or provide a place for air when we run a corn planter through there. Thanks for your time here, Bob. Hope it's not too cold out there for you. It's getting that way. It's Thanks, getting, guys. Canadians left, left the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that from time to time, eh? <laughs>
Thanks for listening. You can stay up to date with Selford on Twitter at Selford Group and on Facebook, same thing, Selford Group. From the Ground Up was brought to you by Selford Group, manufacturers of Airway, BBI, Valmar, and Selford tillage, seeding, and application equipment. For more information on Selford Group, go to selfordgroup.com or call 1-866-442-1293.